Welcome to Pelicanus Deep Dives, where we take a headline from a recent Pelicanus News episode and take a deep dive, just like a pelican, into the article and try to explain some of the more technical, nuanced, or complex ideas of the story to help us all better understand our world. While we will still release these as audio podcasts, this is really made for video as we will show diagrams, data visualizations, or photos to better illustrate the article's topics. Check out our YouTube page or social media to watch the video versions. Hello and welcome to Pelicanus Deep Dives. Today we are discussing the article from ABC News about the healing of the Antarctic ozone hole discussed in the January 15th, 2023 episode of Pelicanus News. So first, ozone is a molecule made up of three oxygen atoms that sits in the stratosphere at almost twice the altitude that passenger planes cruise. Uh, ozone absorbs UV radiation that damages crops and can cause skin cancer and cataracts in humans. So it is a crucial line of defense in our atmosphere. For the past 60-ish years, though, the stratospheric ozone layer at the South Pole has had a large hole in it that forms during the Southern Hemisphere's spring, peaking sometime around October, uh, which lets more of that dangerous UV radiation make it all the way down to the surface. It was first discovered in the mid-70s by scientists studying the amount of stratospheric ozone measured by the Total Ozone Mapping Spectrometer, or TOMS. They noticed really no low numbers for ozone over the South Pole, uh, and the numbers were so low that they thought it might just be an issue with their instrument. Uh, however, they kept seeing this rapid decrease in ozone year to year. Uh, this baffled scientists so that since there was no documented way, no known chemical mechanism that would remove ozone that quickly. And at the same time as scientists were documenting the ozone hole, Dr. Mario Molina was researching what happened to chlorofluorocarbons in the atmosphere. Chlorofluorocarbons, referred to as CFCs, are long-lived chemicals that were used in refrigerants, hairspray, styrofoam, and other products and processes. Uh, using computer modeling, Dr. Molina found a mechanism that would explain the loss of stratospheric ozone through a reaction with chlorine, chlorine that originated from CFCs. Dr. Molina found that when chlorine from CFCs is in particular weather conditions present in the stratosphere over the South Pole, it reacts quickly to destroy ozone. And worse, the chlorine serves as a catalyst, so it's not consumed when the ozone is destroyed and it can react over and over again to remove more and more ozone. Once this mechanism was known in theory and models, scientists worked to gather more physical evidence. Dr. Suzanne Solomon at NOAA traveled with a team down to Antarctica in 1986 and found tracers of chlorine that proved Dr. Molina's theory. With this evidence and through the work of many scientists and advocates, governments were convinced of the existence and dire consequences of the stratospheric ozone hole. Given the apocalyptic nature of the consequences of the ozone hole, governments from countries around the world got together and agreed to ban the production and use of CSEs entirely to make sure that the ozone hole would not get any larger. This agreement was called the Montreal Protocol and was enforced starting in 1989. And this is widely known as one of the most successful global environmental actions of all time and shows that we can take meaningful action against environmental issues if we work together. And it continues to be used for environmental action to this day. Since 1989, there have been nine revisions to the Montreal Protocol that have phased out the production and use of other chemicals, like in 2019 when it banned the production and use of hydrochlorofluorocarbons, HCFCs. Uh, even though we phased out these CFCs 30 plus years ago, the lifetime of CFCs in the atmosphere is very long, on the order of 100 years, which is actually pretty similar to the lifetime of CO2 in the atmosphere, uh, but this means that the damage done by CFCs emitted in the 60s and 70s will continue as the amounts of CFCs very slowly decrease and the amounts of ozone can grow back to their pre-CFC levels. But this new report suggests that the ozone hole 
is healing as we had hoped and that we are only a few decades out from it healing entirely. Now, this is still a long time, but in that time, the risk of skin cancer will be decreasing for millions and millions of people. This story is one of the best examples that we can make monumental differences in the world through intentional change and intentional action. And with that, thank you for joining me for this deep dive. I'll see you next time. Host for this episode is Harrison Parker. Music was provided by a Picture Book Studios. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We'll talk to you next time.